When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Welcome to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. Hello and welcome to another episode of All Talk. You're here with Tom Birmingham and Edward Simpson from the Hello Sport podcast coming to you on SEN. Now, this week we are speaking to a two-time world champion of the pool. He's been to Olympics, he's won medals, he's had controversy, he's tall, statuesque even, good-looking. The one and only James the Missile Magnuson. Welcome, Missile. How are you going? Well, have you got your own gym? This is, this my is it, gym. eh? Yeah. Just trying to work because I know I've seen your training and shit on your social. I wasn't sure if you were. So I only opened it two weeks ago. Oh, hectic! Um, What's that experience like? It's full on. Like the full on part starts now with all the marketing and stuff, and yeah. you know, getting people through the doors and sales calls. Like cold calling people? Not cold calling, like we got social ads running and all that, but calling someone and being like, hey, left a lead form, do you want to sign up to my gym? I'm like, well, that's full on. Yeah, how do you, yeah. how do you, do, you, do you say it's the missile? Should no, you don't open with the missile. <laughs> you don't open nah, with the missile. No, nah, no. Nah. So I had one of you my mates. You should do AB testing, like open with the missile versus yeah. not opening with the missile. <laughs> See how you go. Maybe even get into the yeah. eye with your shirt off and point at your Olympic tat. <laughs> you, I'm assuming you've got you've one. You've got an Olympic tat. Yeah, right? I got the tat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. have to get it? Well, that's the thing. It's become super popular. So I think as tattoos became popular, the Olympic tat is like almost compulsory now. But uh, yeah, I've seen a couple of the young boys from recent Olympics just go like so Oh, go bold. I've even seen a couple go like full massive Olympic rings and then Sitius, Altius, Fortius. That's the, like the whole... Faster, stronger, higher or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, not only did we go to the Olympics, we know the, the motto. motto. <laughs> that is f- Dribbling. So I didn't know that saying until I saw a few blokes get it tattooed. And then I was like, these new sports, like break dancing, for example, at the next Olympics, how does that fit into faster, stronger, higher? It doesn't like, really. We're no, getting it shits me. I'd be happy if they culled it to probably, like I'll piss off a lot of people here, but like maybe five sports. Really? Like running, swimming, Track cycling, gymnastics, like a weightlifting or a fighting or something. I like track cycling. That's pretty fun to watch. The velodrome stuff, I yeah. don't It's mind. pretty cool. Like I've spent my whole life training in institutes and stuff, like in gyms. And the strongest guys in the gym are always the track cyclists. Like the biggest, loudest, baddest dudes, track oh, really? cyclists. I've always thought if the track cycling, like there's a fair bit of pressure to be pieced up in that sport because the outfits. It's all pressure. Oh, don't you think it's the pressure to be pieced up in swimming? Yeah. So swimming swimming is an interesting one, right? So if you saw those little shorts we wear mm. off the body, they're about like, they're like a little pair of boxer shorts for like a six-year-old kid. They're tiny. So to physically get into them, you got to go a tuck method. So, so you basically just mash it all By the time, anyway. by the time you, you walk out, you look like a Ken doll. 
Right. So you must, you must. You got to tuck. Tuck. Yeah. Proper tuck. Then are you, are you like bulldogging out the back, or is it yeah, just like yeah. it's all just sort of? Nah, tuck straight back in between and get the separation. Is it like a? Wow. Is it like a Silence <laughs> of the Lambs situation oh, with Buffalo uh, Bill? With Buffalo Bill. Is yeah. it like that? <laughs> yeah. The biggest, the biggest panic you'll ever get. So to put those that little pair of pants on might take twenty minutes. No. Twenty yeah. minutes. Twenty minutes, and they're made of really coarse material. So what ends up happening? You end up pulling the skin off your knuckles by the end of the week when you put a num- number on. So sometimes you're about to walk out for a World Champs final and you're pissing blood out of your hands trying to pull this suit on and tuck your jesus tuck do you have, do you have handlers bitch. do you have people to help tuckers? no the, the australians don't but, but yeah, i bet you the yanks have got tuckers not the yanks sun yang he had tuckers that so more yang, cheating bastard sun yang used to do his warm-up do his warm-up walk into the change rooms and just stand there naked jesus on the cross and he'd have these little chinese blokes like rushing about him pulling up his suit and the reason it's burnt into my head it was just like a mass of pubes song <laughs> yeah oh, well he's like he's like trying to be bred as like the perfect specimen and you need like no drag so obviously swimmers like all shaved down everywhere so his legs shaved down i don't know he probably i don't think he even get torso hair i'm not sure but then just like, boom, massive pubes. Just bushed up. And you could barely see anything for pubes. Just, like, I don't reckon he's ever even trimmed on with a pair of scissors, ever. And, I'm, and it was there, I mean, I don't want you to necessarily put Sun Yang's business in the streets, but it's safe to assume not much. Not much Not doing. much to tuck. The opposite of Matt Shervington. Yeah, opposite of Shervo, opposite of the lunchbox. You, you were never, Shervo was retired before your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the swimming circles, and I don't know if you are at liberty to disclose such things, but who was the Shervo of the pool? <laughs> Probably one. <laughs> Shout out to Wessie for having this on. Probably, there's a, there's a couple, one like less known one was a bloke that did 200 Butterfly called Grant Irvine. So you think like, if you're willing to do 200 Butterfly in elite level, you probably pieced up like yeah. it takes a set of nuts to do that. Why? Because it's so it's so hard. That's the hardest event. Right. Four laps of butterfly. Mm. Uh, that's the. That's so you, what you, is that like a prerequisite to probably getting a start? Is whip it out? I'd say so. Mm. Well, remember Nick Darcy was the two hundred butterfly. Nick mm. Darcy. Like, yes. Never never seen him in the change rooms, but I would imagine based off his. His behaviour, behavior. he's hogged up. Yeah, he did carry himself like a man that was dub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other yeah, one, did. the other one was um, my relay teammate James Roberts was was well renowned for being hogged up. Okay, and uh, he was he was living and swimming at the AIS, and apparently got about his work down there at the AIS. Really? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Amongst get- all the sports. This is all talk. We're Hello Sport. We're talking to James Magnuson. Now, James. That must be one of the great leg ups as a swimmer to know that you're swimming week one. You've got week two to, it's good. to get down to business, as it were. Like the thing with the village is like, yeah, there's a bit of chonging going on between countries and stuff like that. But people are competing right up till the end. Mm. So for swimmers, we get to go out like we finish in seven days. The Olympics goes for 14 or 16 or something. So I remember London, it just turned into like this full bender it was like eight nine days it was like schoolies probably one of the best weeks of my life that second week after the swimming was done yeah and a bunch of australian sponsors and uh like different prominent australians had opened like pop-up nightclubs and stuff like that that was just like rolling out the red carpet for aussie athletes and so that is like the best part of it as a swimmer is like yep all the pressure is like intense up front and as australians we're like the swim team better perform yeah 
And then you're like, oh, it's done. Boom, let's go. And the athletics people are just starting to get in their work and you're like, ah, oh, suck it. Suck, dude. <laughs> like yeah. you got the marathon or something, you're like, last <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That'd be awful. Oh. Or like, even all the, te- all the team events have to play the whole time. Did you f- kind of feel like rock stars a little bit though? Like whether you're like, you know, I guess, you know, in the moment you may be unaware of it, like how you might feel, but like because yeah. you're the f- Aussie swim team, it's like you're the cricketers of the pool. It's a weird one because it sneaks up on you and it's not until you look back on it after your career and you're like, holy shit, that was like a pretty big deal. But when you live it, it's just life yeah. and you come to deal with it. In hindsight, some of the stuff that I went through throughout my career and some of the publicity and stuff like that, I'm like, whoa, that got pretty loose intense, there for a while. Yeah, right? it got like, intense. That would have been yeah. an intense period of your life to go. How old are you when all that like, was it London where it, it was popped sort of off, like, the, like the shit was popping off? Yeah, like 20. Um, you were 20 were you 20 yeah yeah 20 so i'm 31 now so i was 20 at the time Um, which is funny because i remember at the time and i don't know well i would have been older than you actually but to see it through a lens of someone a bit older now and like being 20 and having to go through that sort of scrutiny that must have been overwhelming it was it was pretty overwhelming like particularly given my background and my upbringing so like born and raised in port macquarie had a very humble quiet upbringing and was never touted as the next big thing or anything and kind of burst onto the scene around 18 won my first world title just turned 20 and went into that olympics as the world champ and uh i remember so i went over to china to swim the world championships no one really expected much of me and like caused a big upset and became um the first world champ for australia in the 100 free so 100 free is like the event Right. Yeah, it's, like the, it's like the 100 meter yeah, sprint it's the hot yeah. boy event yeah. yeah and whilst it's the big event Australia's never been good at it we've always been good at the long stuff you think like Perkins Hackett Thorpe we're always good at the long stuff and so suddenly we went oh shit we got a guy in the main event and mm. I think that kind of like snowballed everything a mm. bit um, so went over to China, won that world title and then went on a holiday afterwards with my mum and my little brother we just went to Beijing and complete anonymity like no one knew who we were just won a world title but didn't really sink in flew home with mum and my little brother and we get off the plane at the international airport and there was just cameras everywhere wow. and reporters with like mics in my face like bright lights flashing oh, shit. i was like oh shit like is this this is me now like and that yeah. was kind of like the before and after i can live my life life normally and now i'm this guy that is expected to be a role model and uphold these standards and represent his country and there was a definite period in my life where it's like i can do whatever the f- i want yeah <laughs> how I'm, intense dude like 20 years of age is not old at all well young. So, yeah the, the dude incredibly young. But, but how old were you at this when you came back from the world champs you're 20 then? i just turned just yeah turned yeah, yeah yeah and just so what did you do in that moment when you saw these cameras were you like were you given you weren't even tipped off that this was happening you said you gave the plane nah, oh. yeah yeah like i i, I guess because i was in china and when we went to china they like made us switch off our roaming and all this stuff because they've got all these laws weird Shout laws over china. there about what you can search on the internet and stuff and they're like oh we got all the young yeah, boys yeah, in the yeah. swim team like let's just chop this right <laughs> That's eyes up. Yeah, it's eyes up. That's eyes up. <laughs> it's eyes up. Rugby league could t- learn a thing or two. From <laughs> sort of uh, yeah, and uh, so I hadn't been reading or watching or hearing anything, which was like pure ignorant bliss. Mm. And uh, so apparently, what happened? They had that world champs. It was the first year we'd gone from channel nine prime time to one hd remember that shitty yep. channel yeah, yeah, to yeah, be, yeah. oh the sports we were talking about that the other day we were actually talking about it with joel 
Yeah, I'm sure you can't. So swimming went to one HD, which was just the dumbest move mm. ever. Anyway, so they're putting swimming on late at night after like reruns of MASH because by this time they've figured out that one HD is just tanked. Yeah. And then leading into the final of that 100 free, I'd swum a fast heat, fast semi, and I was going in favourite for the final. And they broadcast it live on Channel 10, interrupted, I think, Neighbours or whatever it was, like 7.30. Dr. Carl cheating on his missus again. We have yeah. to interrupt this broadcast. 7.30, Channel 10, like the only race they broadcast live. So everyone ended up seeing it or heard about it. Mm. And uh, I, I didn't know any of that and uh, got home and I was just like, whoa, like this is really different. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.